In the rapidly changing world, healthcare needs are constantly evolving and clinicians need to find new ways to deliver care. And often the best way to do that is by looking back. Without Marie Curie, there would be no pioneering improvements to medical imaging today. If Edward Jenner didn't inoculate a 13-year-old with cowpox, there wouldn't even be a space for Professor Ian Fraser's cervical cancer vaccine. Our clinicians are standing on the shoulders of those who came before them, learning, growing and advancing. Hindsight isn't 2020. It's our future. As the saying goes, teamwork makes the dream work, and there's no truer place that that is on display than in healthcare. Working across professions, boundaries, and care settings, these services are partnering with consumers and jurisdictions to innovate care that is truly patient-centered. Partnership between major tertiary facilities and small rural and remote locations has long been utilized to ensure equitable access for communities. Richard Harris from Central West and Jane Harpham from Metro North joined us to discuss how they're working together to deliver pain services to the bush. So as a Central West Hospital and Health Service physiotherapist, my clinical caseload frequently highlighted the need for a persistent pain service to commence. And so in 2018, I teamed up with Jane and Dr Paul Gray from the Professor Tess Cremond Multidisciplinary Pain Centre, and together we put together a trial. So with that trial, the process that was involved is that the Central West GP would put in a referral to our service. That referral would then be we would recognise the postcode for the Central West patient and we would flag that as being possible for telehealth. Referrals were then triaged according to clinical prioritisation criteria. So there was no change to how we would normally triage a referral except with the knowledge that the Central West would be able to support an initial telehealth consultation. When we looked at that referral, we would then nominate which Central West clinician would be beneficial to have in that consultation. So then as the patient moves up the top of the wait list, an appointment is then organised between our admin team and the Central West admin team, and with Richard coordinating that locally as well. The telehealth then would occur as that initial consultation, and we would be able to refer at that point of care to local allied health mental health services as required. We didn't always accept every referral that came through asking for telehealth. Sometimes those referrals weren't suitable for our service, but we always make a recommendation as to alternative pathways with our non-acceptance. To our outcome measures, and we, uh, we utilised a number of outcome measures during the trial of our model. Secondary to the nature of the persistent pain medical specialty and the context of our trial, our results were generally of a low volume. Despite these low volumes, the outcome measures were effective in identifying trends and illustrating the success of the trial. So firstly, we constructed a general practitioner persistent pain telehealth survey. And this outlined, and from this survey, we found that general practitioners in the Central West were very regularly seeing persistent pain patients and patients who had opioid dependence. 
We then did an allied health persistent pain telehealth survey, and those results were even more unanimous, showing that our allied health team regularly had contact with patients with persistent pain, and they had great support for a persistent pain telehealth service. To gauge the impact of our trial, we used pre- and peri-trial referral and consultation numbers. And as you can see on the slide, we did a six-month trial. So for the six months pre-trial, there was one patient referred. And for the six months during the trial, we had 15 patients referred. For our actual consultation numbers, which were in line with wait lists, the six months pre-trial, we had one patient seen. And for the six months during the trial, there were four opportunities for the patients seen, and there was three actual consultations that occurred. Finally, we completed another two surveys, the first of which were Central West Hospital and Health Service telehealth clinician satisfaction surveys. So that's where we actually constructed a survey for the RBWH clinicians to gauge their perspective and opinion on the trial. And that was overall extremely positive as well. So some of the trends that came through there were the persistent pain clinicians said that they would happily recommend persistent pain telehealth to their other patients. And the other important note that came through there was there was one responder who said that he was a little bit concerned about the inability to gain rapport during his consult. However, this was overcome by having a physiotherapist or another allied health clinician in the room with the patient. And that, I think, just adds context to it and fills in the gaps for, for the patient, if need be. Finally, we had a look at the Central West Patient Satisfaction Survey as well. So we completed a patient satisfaction survey for every patient, and they were all very much for telehealth at the expense of not having to travel. You can see that prior to the trial starting, we had one patient from the Central West region on our wait list. With the start of that, this trial, we went to 17, accepted nine of those. Six people, we recommended an alternative pathway of care and two, we requested further information for which they went on to be referred. Just to break down that into categories, and that may explain why we haven't actually seen all of those patients during this time period is that four patients are on the category three wait list, which is usually seen within 365 days. To our strengths, and I believe this trial has shown a lot of benefits to a variety of different stakeholders that were involved in our trial. So from a patient perspective, Central West Hospital Health Service provides services to patients from Alpha in the east, to Bullia in the west, and to Birdsville on the South Australia-Queensland border. The availability of the technology and the design of our model allows it to be easily replicated in all Central West communities. The service is brought to the patient rather than the patient travelling to the service. Another benefit for our patients and also clinicians is that the allied health, that whilst it's a tertiary level service, the allied health professionals that are involved are very much local and clinicians that the patients have often already had, that they're already familiar with. So this allows the allied health clinicians to be able to actually journey through with the patient as the plan is set up collaboratively between the persistent pain clinician and the patient. From a Central West Hospital and Health Service and primary healthcare point of view, our biggest benefit is that we're providing better service to our patients and that's something that of course every HHS strives to do. Another thing that we really noticed was, you know, we're using contemporaneous communication, that being telehealth VC units, and that's directly in line with our Central West HHS strategic directions. From a Metro North point of view, for us at the pain centre, 
it's really given us improved access to our catchment area with that collaboration with those Central West clinicians. It's also improved our confidence in using telehealth as an assessment model and we've really been able to learn from our Central West clinicians who use telehealth regularly for specialist consultations. It's given us a much better understanding of how health is delivered in that rural context rather than what we often see in the metro facilities. From a Queensland health point of view, of course there's a reduction in the patient travel subsidy scheme for people aren't having to travel to metro areas. There's billing opportunities with that multidisciplinary model and we're really avoiding duplication of services between the local allied health clinicians and our tertiary level clinicians. We feel like we're providing a high quality of care to our patients and really importantly is that it's been within budget. We haven't used any existing resources to set up this, the Central West team. So to our challenges, and as with all trials, every trial has its challenges and we can continue to combat them as our trial goes forward and is permanently implemented. There was just a couple that I wanted to point out. The first would be access to allied health services. So currently the allied health team based in Longreach serves a generalist caseload across a really vast area and predominantly serves the larger towns in the district. So as the persistent pain telehealth service develops, we'll need to refine that structure, potentially to visit much smaller towns more regularly and potentially do some restructuring to get some more devoted or specialised persistent pain clinicians to our district. The other point that I wanted to mention was the pre-telehealth consultation education and workup. So our patients in the Central West are actually very familiar with telehealth. We use telehealth a lot for a variety of different specialties and we were finding that patients were actually turning up and not really understanding the breadth of opportunity that they were being offered with a tertiary level referral to persistent pain. So we're going to combat that with further education and pre-consult resources so the patients have a full understanding. To our learnings, and we've learned a lot from this trial, both from a clinical perspective and from a non-clinical perspective. The first clinical learning that I wanted to point out was that patients actually engage really well over telehealth, we found. We found that the rapport was very easily established. We certainly didn't see a barrier there, and we, th we thought it was definitely supplemented by having another clinician in the room with the patient that could fill in any gaps or ask for things to be repeated and so on. The other thing that I wanted to point out was that we found physical examination, so the physical component of the persistent pain clinician's um, exam, that was actually really successful. So we were able to position the VC camera so that the physical exam could be really well visualised by the persistent pain clinician. And anything that the clinician wanted extra to what the physiotherapist was doing in front of them, they could then talk the physio through and see it that way. Non-clinically, we didn't already know, Queensland Health is really well resourced for telehealth. We found that the technology was outstanding and really easily transferable. So even in the smallest centres of the Central West, telehealth is available. So we found that that was really helpful. In saying that, I think something that we really learnt was the involvement of administrative staff and having a really set process there is crucial to optimising the telehealth. So persistent pain telehealth applications for other services. From our Metro North perspective, having this small cohort at the Central West has really enabled robust collaboration between these two teams and it's highlighted a lot of future possibilities for us to develop a more coordinated pathway that's individual to the patient needs. One group that this would be particularly well suited for is residential aged care. So we as clinicians, if we have the knowledge that that 
initial telehealth appointment is going to be supported with local staff that are there able to facilitate the appointment and provide that physical examination. We feel that that is a much more patient-centred approach and also enables us to develop clinician learning for the local staff. Additionally, our service has got a vision to deliver more group education via video conferencing and this is planned to occur from next year onwards and that would really enable greater equality of care for our rural and regional patients. So to wrap up, we wanted to quickly mention where we're going from here. We'd really like to improve the service further. We'd really like to see our allied health team in Longreach and the Central West travel to Brisbane and larger centres, in particular the, the Royal Brisbane Hospital, to gain further upskilling and really develop their persistent pain clinical ability. We'd also like to reciprocate in the Central West and we'd love to see some RBWH clinicians travel out to Longreach to meet the referring GPs that are referring to them and the allied health practitioners that they're referring to as well and also understand the rurality and the context in which we work in Longreach. So I would like personally to say thank you to the Central West and also all of the team at the Royal Brisbane for being able to collaborate so effectively on this project. And similarly, I'd really love to thank the Royal Brisbane that have been outstanding through the whole past two years. So thanks very much. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.